Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, and we are here in Los Angeles for Panini's VIP Player Lounge Super Bowl event. We are interviewing a number of really good prospects from this year's 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, We're interviewing some active NFL players, some retired NFL standouts. Uh, It's a really, really fun event. We're really excited to bring you guys some of the conversations we've been having out here at Panini's VIP Player Lounge here in Los Angeles, and we hope you enjoy. And we're joined by Cleveland Browns cornerback Greg Newsom, who is a top 20 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, uh, here at the Panini VIP Players Lounge in Los Angeles ahead of the Super Bowl. Greg, first and foremost... Congratulations on a successful rookie campaign. And uh, I think the first thing we wanted to talk about before we started recording was a little bit of smack talk. So I want to know, who's the best smack talk guy on the Browns' defense based off your experiences this past year? Me. I love it. Yeah. Straight up. (laughs) Who's number two then? Ronnie Harris. Ronnie. Okay. Okay. I could see that. Ronnie Harris. What about an opposing player, somebody that you went up against? Who who was uh, dishing it out? Who talked the most smack to me? Uh, a lot of people didn't really talk back to me, but Jamar Chase. Okay. Yeah, he talked. He's, I got real. He got real in my face. <laughs> he, was, he was a little mad. Then, yeah. Jamar Chase is busy this weekend, right? He's got a big game. You went up against this Bengals team a couple of times. What um, What is it about that passing attack that makes it so good? Uh, first, I mean they got a core, elite quarterback. That's you got to have an elite quarterback to have a passing attack like that. So, I mean they have an amazing quarterback. Start that off, but they also got an amazing run game with Joe Mixon. So you got to defend the run at all times. But then you got three stud receivers and a great tight end. I'm not sure if he's playing yet, but um, so they got um three stud receivers that they all can go off and have a game. So you got a game plan for all of them. It's not like some teams where they may only have one receiver. They got three of them. So it's definitely tough. Greg, I wanted to ask you, oh, obviously there's some guys coming through that are, are rookies this year that we had a chance to talk to. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan, who you know is a Big Ten guy. Garrett Wilson, who I know you know, yeah. uh, Ohio State as a wide receiver. But a lot of the feedback that we get on the draft process is the rigors of transitioning out of your season into combine training and media training, and then getting through that process, getting drafted, rookie OTAs, mini camps, training camp, like the whole gauntlet. So what was that experience like for you last year? And then what has your early taste of the off season this year been like without that extra dynamic on your plate? It was tough last year. I was obviously super excited, like, but as soon as you get to camp, rookie mini camp, then you got OTAs, then you got mandatory camp. Then as a rookie, you're playing in all the preseason games. And then you got to play a 17 game, like it was, I was tired by the end of the season. Like, I was just like, man, this is crazy. But um, first off season's amazing. Like, I have not been doing any. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I've not been doing anything. I've been lifting a little, but, like, I just honestly been at home just enjoying myself with my family. Um, came out here to, to the Super Bowl, going to go to Cleveland for All-Star Weekend, and then I'm going to head back and start training again and get ready for next season. But it's been, it's been great to have some time off for sure. So, Greg, as you have now come out of your rookie season, entering year two, what's that prevailing thought in your mind that 
is going to help you? What, what do you take away from that rookie season to, to catapult you into this next season in your NFL career? Yeah, I think um, I missed the Pro Bowl. That was the, that was the thing I wanted to do as a rookie. Uh, I didn't play. I only played 12 games, so I kind of shortened myself a little. But that was a, a goal of mine. So that's still in my head. You know, always I always want to be the best. So that's in my head. And then team success. Like we didn't finish the way we wanted to. You know, eight and nine was not good at all for all the talent we had in our team. So we're trying to find a way to propel us up um, and get into the playoffs next year. You mentioned some of that talent on defense. And between you and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa on the defensive side of the ball, Cleveland had a couple of pretty impact players that sure. were from that rookie class. Kind of curious, did you guys kind of find yourselves as kinder spirits, as guys who were getting a lot of playing time, but your first year in the NFL? And, and what was that relationship like with another rookie when you guys kind of know, like, when day, game day comes around, like, we got to perform? Yeah, um, JOK is like one of my best buds. He's a clown. He's he's a great football player. Like I said before, if he didn't get hurt, I think obviously Parsons is an unbelievable player, but I think he's in the contention of defensive rookie of the year too. Uh, so he's amazing. Um, we talk all the time now in the offseason, just trying to find ways to lead. Now, as rookies, we didn't want to overstep anything. We had to prove ourselves first. So like, I think going into this next season, we could take more of a leadership role. Um, and I think that'll definitely help the team a lot. So, Greg, we're the draft dudes. We like to uh, scout football players, do scouting reports, and we try to find the traits that we think matter the most at every position. And so let's uh, kind of flip it around. Now you're scouting football players, and you have to draft a cornerback. What are some of the most important traits in your mind for a cornerback? Man, I think it's just being able to be versatile, uh, play everything. Um, that's that's kind of how I pride myself. I can play off, I can play press. Um, I can play inside, outside. So somebody who can do it all, um, somebody who's definitely long, athletic, and just somebody who's confident. I think confidence is the first thing that you can tell from a cornerback is just confidence. And you gotta, you gotta have a little grit to you. So you can tell in somebody's film, you know, how they're playing. But I think confidence is huge for me. That's the biggest thing, I, I think so. So you mentioned versatility, and I was kind of curious what the, the difference was in the coverages that you ran at Northwestern versus what was put on your plate at Cleveland. And how did, how was that transition or what was the overlap between what your primary experiences were in college and then going forward in the NFL? Yeah, so the coverages honestly didn't change too much. Uh, we ran cover four, cover three, some man. The only thing I say changed was Denzel Ward played to the boundary, so I had to play to the field. And I had to press a lot of stuff that's just formation in the boundary, and I'm just soloed up to the field. So that was... That was like the, the toughest thing I would say yeah. that I had to go through last season. But um, everything else is pretty much the same. Uh, you know, man is man and technique. I had to learn a new technique uh, this season. But everything else has been pretty much the same from college. One of the big things we like to talk about with corners is tackling. So I know one thing we know about you, you're, you're willing to tackle anybody. Uh, yeah. So what, what is that about corners? Like how much do you value that willingness to uh, – play downhill and make tackles. Yeah, I feel like that's just something you kind of just got to do. I mean, we don't get paid to tackle. Like, on the next level, you don't get paid. If you miss 100 tackles but you have 12 picks and five, they don't care. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like that just shows if you're a me guy or a team guy. If you're going to go in there and stick your nose in a little bit, like when you have to, it just shows that you're about the team. So, And it just shows that you're tough. So that's how I think of it. Like, I mean, there's some opportunities where, I mean, God might be big, and I'm like, eh, 
but you gotta you gotta take it for the team. Like some of those things, you kind of gotta do. Um, so that's how I feel about tackling. It's, it's a want to thing because that corner. I mean, if you can cover. They really don't care too much about tackling, but that just shows you how if you're a team guy, me guy. Well, especially in your division, all those good running backs, all those. That's all, what I was going to tell me. You better be able to tackle, right? Even if you're a corner, man. Nige and Joe Mixon, JK is coming back, and right. I'm glad I got the two-headed monster on right. my team because right. <laughs> Chubb, stiff arm, me at practice so hard before. I was ready to fight him at practice. I, I got a chance to watch Nick bad. Chubb practice one time at, at Georgia. You knew he was different. He's what's he crazy. like? What's he like being around? Oh, he's amazing. Like, um, we actually got real close towards yeah. the end of the season. Like, I really didn't talk to him too much. We got into it early in camp because we can't hit him at practice. Like, they don't, obviously, we're not going to hit Nick Chubb. So I'm just trying to tag him off, and he just gives me, like, the yeah. meanest stiff arm. And, like, I was literally ready to fight him, like, after that. But then we got close, and he's, a, he's a, actually a really, really funny guy. He doesn't talk too much. He doesn't do anything on the field, but, like, off the field, he's a real, he's a real genuine good dude. That was one of the things that popped with Nick when he came through the draft process. And we were at the combine, and he does his media availability. He's up on the podium, and he's getting asked questions, and everything's just very matter of fact. Oh uh, yeah. But then like he'll drop in some dry humor, like out of he'll nowhere. say something funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's funny. Um, but kind of continuing on with the guys on your team and your experiences of getting to practice against guys. Uh, obviously, you had Odell for part of the season, but Jarvis Landry is another guy who is really known for his toughness and physical sure. play and route running ability. So any curious, any overlap there in Jarvis for what he was able to provide you from learning lessons throughout the course of practice on a weekly basis? Oh, most definitely. He helped me a ton. Um, getting to go against o Odell and Jarvis, it was just amazing. Like he, Jarvis actually taught me how to be more of a leader. Like he told me, like, I know you're a rookie, but you know, you, you've been performing, so like now you got to take that next step. So he's kind of like a, a big brother figure on the team for me and has just taught me a lot about, you know, how to guard people, like what what am I doing wrong? If he beats me on this route, like this is what you did wrong here. So we'll kind of talk after practice and things like that. And a lot of those guys, like a lot, I know a lot of people say certain teams, guys don't want to help. Like my experience has been nothing but positivity from all the guys in the locker room. That kind of maybe goes back to what you were talking about earlier with confidence and, yeah. and being able to not only maybe not have the best play and bounce back, but being willing to take that leadership that other people have given you to step in and speak up despite right. not being a guy that's you know super tenured at this For point. For sure. That's kind of curious, last one as far as the teammate of yours, but Denzel Ward. He's kind of walked in your shoes a little bit as a first-round corner for the Browns. and. He's dealt with some durability stuff, and you said you missed a couple of games this year, but he's really developed into a very, very good cornerback in the NFL. And he's another guy who, you know, he's not like one of these six-three corners that's 210 and is going to really jack you up as a tackler, but he's the same thing like you were talking about with yourself. you got to make that business decision sure. on me guy or team guy. But what's Denzel been like to pick his brain as somebody who's walked in similar shoes as you just a couple of years ago? Oh, me and Denzel got a, a great relationship. Yeah. We hang out all the time, talk ball all the time. But that's a guy, you know, that I've been watching since he was at Ohio State. And that's honestly a guy that I kind of pattern my game after. Like, I'm a bit taller, a bit longer, but, like, I feel like we got similar play styles. Um, but he's been, he's been amazing. He's been a great mentor. Like, I would say the biggest thing he taught me, honestly, was probably to focus on one thing at a time, like when you're trying to fix something. Because early on, I was getting frustrated. Like they wanted me to do a new technique that I've never played before. Like I'm trying to focus on a lot of things doing it, but he's like, look, bro, just focus on one thing at a time and then 
keep building on that each day and then you'll, you'll get there. But he's been a, a great mentor for me too. I want to follow up on that. I'm glad you mentioned the parallels between you and Greg because one of the things that really popped on you on tape at Northwestern was just like, and it was more impressive because you are a, a little bit bigger and a little longer, but like your body control and flexibility, mm -hmm. like not just adjusting at the catch point, but also when you're in transition and you right. got to flip and open your hips was one of the things that really popped for you. Is that something that, you know, you've kind of just found comes naturally or is that, has that been a part of training regimen or is that just a dedication to your footwork to make sure your step efficiency is really good like where does that part of your game come from you know I think it's a little bit of everything obviously it's some natural ability but you know I I do a million reps a day it feels like sometimes like that's always something I'm working on and, it, and I think it really comes down to just doing the basics like some people like to do drills that I don't think are going to translate like I do basic drills that are gonna what you're gonna see on the game, like just opening up, flipping your hips, coming down. Like I'm doing basic stuff that I'm gonna do in the game. So I got a great DB trainer out in Chicago that trains with me that that has helped me along this process. You too. wanna shout him out real quick? Yeah, shout out my guy Chris Golfer, see um, Golf the Goat on Instagram. He's definitely um, a, a real low key guy. Not many not many people uh, know about him, but that's a guy that you know I trust with my whole career. So uh, he's he's great. I'm good. Cool. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Greg Newsom, we thank you for joining us. We thank really you, enjoyed man. chatting ball with you a little it. bit yep. here at the Panini VIP Players Lounge in Los Angeles. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.